We represent you. Outside again, Tupo away, Tedesco pulled it in, this time it's Kiri in support. We feel you by your presence. Via Rooster. Well, Roosters fans, it has arrived. We've gotten through the season of COVID, we've gotten through the bubble, and now season 2021 is upon us. Roosters fans, we're looking forward to another premiership. Coach Robinson, he's looking forward to birthday cake. Fitzy, he's a recent life member. And I tell you what, Bells, what a great weekend of football it was to kick off round one, season 2021. Welcome to Roosters Radio. Silky and Bells, how did you see it? Yes, boys, it is fantastic to be back and to be watching footy again. We were out there, Craig, on Saturday night. What a magical afternoon it was. The beautiful historic SCG. It was amazing to watch our boys. 46-4 to four win. Biggest win in history of the club I, I for the tell first you, round. You forget how good Saturday afternoon 5.30 football at the SCG is. I know a lot of people say the ground's hard to watch from some spots, but if you get yourself to the captain's club, you've just got to call the corporate team and get in there. On a Saturday afternoon, have a look at how good the view is. You took some great photos, but what a great performance. What a polished performance. A Teddy Trifest. Uh, you know, Lammy made his debut at 5'8", uh, you know, showing the strong family name that's in this club. He moved to hooker later on. Great to see Brett Morris get over for yet another hat-trick in his career. And, of course, his brother Josh, as uh, the ground announcer said, what you can do, uh, you know, I also can. So, so much to like about the performance. The boys are strong up front. Uh, I thought, Bells, you know, he had big raps on Lindsay. You were looking forward to seeing Lindsay. He was really strong at the front. I know Manly are a bit underdone, and, and respect to Manly, they're, they're a great club. Um, you know, they miss some key players. But I think, as Coach Robinson said here in these hallowed offices, our boys took advantage of that. Definitely. It was great to see the front row. I thought they performed. The defence was outstanding on Saturday night. Everything worked well. Taki Aoho, he's like a, uh, a halfback, isn't he? That last um, yeah. ball, he did the double yeah. pump. He was first receiver, double pump, put someone in the hole. And then just the intensity that he had, even towards the end of the game when you're, say, 40-odd up, his kick chases, everything. He was just outstanding. He had a great game, I thought. That last quarter was outstanding. I know you guys were at the game. I was uh, up at Orange at a at a water polo event, but I, what I witnessed was the James Tedesco show. Uh, just a couple of his stats, 148 metres, three tries, eight tackle breaks, one line break. On the TV, guys, uh, you know, he stood out above all and uh, I think rightfully was the man of the match. But it was just an amazing performance from Teddy. You're absolutely right, Silky. Seeing him on television, I, you know, you can see what he did, but being there and watching it live, it was he was all over the park. So he was in defence, he was up high, he was over the left, he was over the right. He just had a fantastic game. Talk about playing both sides of the field, guys. Uh, Luke Keary playing in number seven. I thought he was impressive at number seven, at halfback role. Yeah, look, you know, in his article through the week, they interviewed him and, you know, he said that left side's what he's dominated over the last few years. He's played in the grand final left um, he really, really found himself a home. But exactly what you said, Silky, he's given the freedom to Rome. And Rome, he did. And then you see him pick up Teddy on a few occasions. You see him pick up Bells, as you said, Siwa, who then tips on to, uh, you know, a, a great pass to, to, you know, another Roosters try. So you can just see that Luke here is constantly raving. And I th- tell you where I found him really dangerous, kicking the ball. His kicking game was potent. He was really on song. So I think uh, paying dividends with Cooper Cronk working with him. 
Yeah, I thought he did really well in the seven. Um, he actually used to play halfback. Uh, however, I think when he went to the, the Bunnies, Reynolds was there and he went on to the left side. So getting in the seven, I thought he looked really comfortable and, and that's his jersey now. He's, he's going to take that ball this year and lead the side the way that it needs to be led. Another notable, guys, just talking about numbers was, of course, we mentioned him earlier, Brett Morris, 297 metres. He bagged a treble, two line breaks, five tackle breaks. I mean, Father Time is not slowing down these twins, is it? Not at all, mate. They were impressive. Bells and I were sitting in the corner where he scored that runaway and it was a... Uh it was magic to watch. I got a little video of it and uh, sent it overseas to my daughter. Who as you they know, didn't even they didn't get close to catching him. So no, he's, no. I mean, he's at the twilight of his career, Bmoz, and uh, he still showed plenty of tough. Yeah, Jmoz went for his try in the corner, and I will say one thing: it shows you the power of youth. The manly winger who looked about sixteen, he was, you know, he looked like younger than Sawali. Mate, he was flying across. My God, he's fast. But still, Jmoz got the chocolates, had a little squiz, and said no thanks. You know what I loved about it, and you can just, you know, the brothers and whatnot, but when J-Moz scored his try, Brett came from the other side and just to congratulate him, and they both, as soon as they locked eyes, they just, the grins they had for each other, as soon as he went over for that try, it was like, oh, good work, bro, you know, you, you got one. Well, he couldn't let him get all the accolades, could he? You know what I mean? <laughs> no, he's there to keep him, just keep him level and grounded. And guys, just another notable from my point of view was Angus Crichton. I thought he played exceptionally well on that left-hand side. He scored a try. He was dominant, filling in for Abs and Captain Boy Cordner. Yeah, it's a shame that uh, he's going to miss next week against the Tigers. The early plea has given him one week for the crusher tackle, but he the trial games, um, the way he's been playing football at the back end of last year and now even just continuing that into this year, he is so strong. His legs are like tree stumps. He, there's definitely, like, he's he's phenomenal at the moment. I think the word we're looking for is evolved, and I think we've yeah, seen it in quite good, a few yeah. of our mm. players. And I think Angus is at the peak of his powers right now. I'm going to make a bold prediction. He will be in the mix for origin captaincy. Um, you know, I know Teddy's there now, but the way he's playing, the strength of leadership, the way he hits the line, the way he's defending, he is really uh, a rooster to watch. And uh, let's hope we lock him up. Now, Jake Friend, boys, unfortunate, you know, the concussion, yeah. which is not good. Um, but we've got to look after him and he may have some time yeah, on the sideline. Yeah, I side think he'll line. miss a couple of weeks. Um, it was it looked pretty bad. So uh, we wish Friendy a, a speedy recovery. Now, yeah, it definitely wasn't pretty to watch, but it was good to see Lamb jump in that position and be able to cover the hooker role. You know, he may stay there. We're not sure when Friendy's on the sideline. Well, Adam Kieran went in there first and obviously he's dislocated his wrist, so he's going to be missing for a couple of months. But... Yeah, you're right. He he went from six and ended up at nine, and I thought he, he held himself to good account in all those positions. Well, as I said, you know, Lambie might go into that hooker role. However, we have Freddie on the sideline. Yeah, Freddie Lussick. He got pulled out, I believe, this week of the Bears squad. So uh, he's definitely probably on the bench at worst or maybe even starting number nine. Yeah, good opportunity for, for young Freddie. Uh, he proved himself last year that he's ready, um, he's willing, and he's able. So uh, yeah, watch watch this space for the number nine. Now, Bush, just before we go to our first break, special shout-out to our coach, Trent Robinson, who are uh, celebrating a birthday today. We're here in Roosters HQ recording, a first for Roosters Radio. We've got a very special guest, the newest life member to the Roosters in Craig Fitzgibbon coming up shortly. And also, uh, just want to also a quick shout-out to Josh Morris on his 150th try on the weekend. Yeah, wow. What an achievement for all three. Fitzy for the life membership, great. Can't wait to talk to him. Happy birthday to Robbo. I know that most towns in Europe are shut for COVID. France is shut for his birthday. And of course, Moz with his try. Uh, they've also shut down parts of Wollongong. You're on Roosters Radio. We'll be back right after this.
Well, Roosters fans, what a season it's going to be in season 2021. But even better, one of our all-time favourite Roosters, certainly a favourite on Roosters Radio Silky. He's a great man that spent so much time on the field kicking goals, scoring tries, but most of all, remember him for making those great tackles. Clive Churchill medalist, Australian kangaroo, state of origin legend, started out with a full head of hair, just a young kid from Dapto and a student in hand, and look at him, ended up captaining the Roosters, and now we have him on Roosters Radio. Would you please all rise for the great Craig Fitzgibbon, life member number? 30. 30, there you go. 30 life members. Pretty exciting, Silky and Bells. Yeah, Fitzy, welcome to Roosters Radio, our first guest for season 2021. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me. It's um, a pleasure to talk to you guys as usual. Now, Fitzy, as mentioned in the big intro, uh, mate, you're not a man that worries about airs and graces and accolades. You're probably one of the most humble people that I've ever met on the football field. And and I told you before, this this is a little bit about you. I think the fans love the fact that you are the way you are. You've always got time to stop in the streets for the people. Getting a life membership, though, is something for you. The fans love you. You've given us so many great memories. You've been amazing as a coach and coached in three grand finals here. From the fans' perspective, you've done everything. From your perspective... How proud were you when you were bestowed a life membership? Really squirmish, to be honest. So you don't. It's really easy to be part of um, successful eras, and, and you're watching some some wonderful stories along the way, and you see a lot of great people and great men get accolades uh, in you know in and around that time. But when it happens to you, it's quite uncomfortable, but nonetheless um, humbling, and it was a huge honour. So wasn't taken lightly. I've been here um, ten years as a player, and now ten years as a coach. So. Um, I'm 43. 20 years of my life as a rooster is um, it's a fair chunk, and um, so it was it was a huge honour. There's no doubt. Fitzy, when when you get an honour like that, I mean, you've won so many awards over the years. You know, the grand final, the Churchill medalist. You've been the, uh, you know, a player that's received awards every year when you played as a coach. You've won premierships. Uh, when you when you think about you know the award, does it make your mind roll back to the career you have had? You know, and, and does it roll back to specific moments? Do you pick a moment as a player, as a coach, you can really stand out and think about? Yeah, I'm not very nostalgic, Bush. I just I'm very forward thinking constantly. Um, and it's probably a portrait of mine is just to skip on to the next thing and and keep driving forward to uh, whatever I, I feel like I need to to move towards. So to actually stop, pause, and reflect was um was quite nice. And they, they put, it was a really special. Night. It was just the, the annual general meeting, of course. And um, I had Rico get up and talk, and um, Freddie was there. That was a huge honour for me. And then yeah. the staff and and players also come to to watch which was really nice and and then uh, my family were there more importantly than all of them so it was a really nice night actually and um to have just just acknowledgement of um time served was um it's a real honor what did the family say when you know you're driving home in the car and they must be so proud of what dad's achieved and your, and your lovely wife you know stood by you you know for you know so many ups and downs as a player and as a coach i mean it must be important for them to realize the significance i guess yeah they, i think the eldest two were uh we're at the back end of my career while we're, uh, they were only young, of course. So they, they've never seen me play, the, the two little ones. So they're a little bit unawares as to what's going on. But um, no, it was, like I said, it was a really nice night. And to, to have those accolades in front of your family makes it a little bit more special, a bit more emotional. As so, um tried to give thanks to them and what, you know, what they've done for me to, to allow me to, to keep travelling up here and, and coaching is um, the support that I get from them is important. So, but no, they, they just enjoyed the night. They're, they're pretty um, pretty matter of fact. It was just another night out, I think, for the kids. 
I often think about that, Fitzy, when the kids didn't see you play in your career. Do they watch clips? Do they go on YouTube? Do they do they uh, check you out? And my uh, my daughter pulled out one of me getting dished the other day, and um, <laughs> she brought it in. and said, "Dad, look, this is you getting rinsed when you were playing over in England." So it was, was pretty funny. But they, they pull out some stuff there, but not not too much. And like I said, I'm not not for whatever reason. I, I don't know why that the case is i'm not very nostalgic i just don't seem to stop and reflect enough and um like i said when, when something like that happens to you it forces you to do that and to share it with your kids is, is really nice thanks fitzy you just said you've spent nearly half your life here at the club what does this club mean to you oh look it's um big call when i first joined i think um been a local junior and at, at illawarra it was a uh, you know i didn't know anything other than just you know down home and surfing and playing footy down there and all of a sudden i'm you know, I moved to Cronulla and lived there for the 10 years that I played at, at the Roosters just to try and have a buffer between there and home. But, uh, yeah, it was a big change, huge shock. But um, for, for whatever reason, it just felt right the whole time. And I think um, I'd made such a big call to leave and join here that I wasn't going to make another big call. And um, along the way, that probably worked against me a little bit towards the back end. And um, But I, I just felt where the sense of loyalty come from i think it's more the people and, and the organization like it's such a great club you become so close with everyone that i just felt like it was just right that i saw it here as, as long as i could stay and i think it was the right time when i did leave to go to lfc i think they needed to get rid of me as much as i needed to get out and, and refresh before working so uh, i didn't know what would happen as an employee after that i didn't know how long i'd be here and you know i'm a footy coach it's it's a transient position so you've got to be ready for anything as a coach but um for, for 10 years here as an assistant's been Again, it's just been really easy. You touch on a word there we discussed uh, in preparing for, for this uh, interview, Fitzy. The word that comes to mind with you is, is honourable, loyal and humble. And the word loyalty sticks out. Loyalty is so rare this, these days in the game, it's become more of a business. Have you seen that players now, it's, it's harder to be as loyal uh, as someone like you have been? And what does the word loyalty mean in the modern day game? Well, it's, it's very hard. There's unique circumstances for everyone, I think. I don't. Just because you change clubs, it doesn't mean you're not a loyal person, I don't think. Um, first of all, I think it is business-like and there's going to come a time for, for everyone where you've got to move on and, and there's only a rare few that stay their entire life in one position or one club. So you have to be armed for that. I never thought that I'd go to England and play for Hull FC, but I never thought that I wasn't loyal by doing that. So it is, you know, you just got to be ready for it. But when you're in an organisation like this, it is, um, it's been, like I said, quite easy to want to stay for so long. Fitzy, talk us through a day in the life of a coach, focusing on the coach's box. What, what do you actually do? In the coach's box, yeah. per se? Yeah, sitting next yeah. to Robert. So just live analysis. So we're messaging, um, you know, we, we have a plan before we go to the game that we've trained for um, in an attacking and defensive sense. And... Um, We've, um, we've set up a style of defence and a style of play that we, we always attack like the Roosters style of play with some subtle variations there, but we set up a defensive system that we think is going to break down or, or stop the opposition. So we're basically just live analysing um, what are they running the shapes that we, we showed the guys, are they running the, the system that they had in the previous weeks, have they changed things on the run and sending messages through Kingy to get to our key members to say they they are doing that, just stick at it or we might need to make some subtle adjustments there on the fly, but... There's a lot of hot air as well, silk going on in there. Um, you know, you, you get, yeah, we swear, we swear sometimes for sure. No, but the, the hardest thing is what you do realise is it's you, you invest so much of your time, effort, and energy during the week that it's it's on show then, but you're helpless. 
So mm. there's, a, there's a sense of that, but it's just about trying to calmly and, and you know, Robbo's really good at seeing and, and analysing on the spot feedback. So we're just trying to do that to the best of our ability. It's very hard to control what's happening on the field from there, but um, yeah, the guys, thankfully, they, they tend to execute how we've set up during the week. It's more about your preparation during the week, I think. The, the 80 minutes in the box is... She can get a bit wild and, and emotional, but the, the preparation's already set and we trust the guys that they'll execute what we ask for. Fitzy, as a coach, um, you know, it happens in players. Players mature and sometimes they mature into greater players and sometimes they do some great things and they look back and learn on where they were when they were younger. Do you look back as a coach and think, wow, you know, I've come so far and you're constantly learning? Is it, uh, you know, how much does experience play a part in your growth? Oh, it's huge. Yeah, I think experience is the best teacher for sure and I, my my first couple my first year was under brian smith and i, I gotta say well i might be a coach i wasn't really doing that much but it was a great experience just to watch an experienced veteran like that work and and i learned so much in that year and then trent came in the year after and and basically um he i'd been talking to jason taylor a lot um throughout the the, the year before trent come and got along well with him and then Trent came in 13 and offered JT the attack and JT suggested to Trent he should look at me for, for the defensive role. And um, I was all guns blazing. I just didn't want to admit that I wanted to coach. And then all of a sudden I'm like, I better coach and I better do it well. Otherwise I'm, <laughs> I'm looking for something else. So he took a huge risk on me, Trent, like huge. So I'm forever grateful for that. But when I started, I was swimming, just swimming with information and not much was sticking and had a, a reasonable bank of knowledge through experience, but I was um, I was miles off to start with. So where I think where I started to now, yeah, it's it's a, you just see things clearer. You, you experiences pop up, and um, obviously I've been lucky enough to work in the rep arena as well to gather some more experience there. So it's been a good teacher. In your experience of the coaching, Fitzy, um, you would have seen a lot of the rule changes, and obviously we've got some more this year. What are your thoughts on the new ones this year? The speed of the game is like outstanding. What are your thoughts on the new rules? I think it was a little bit of a risk, to be honest, the, the way it just got implemented without anyone knowing. But then off the back of the first weekend, I thought the games were really well refereed. I think if if the new rules are if everything's to the letter and it's just a six again a thon, I think it's fearful of what the game might look like. But I thought they had a really good handle on not too many, penalising the obvious ones and, and the six again rule. I thought, it, you know, obviously a pretty free-flowing weekend of footy, as I understand it, the highest number of points in an opening round for some time. So it's hard to know because do they want points on the board for fans or do they want ball in play? Because I thought ball in play was the parameter they're after. So it's hard to really know, but I thought the footy was pretty good on the weekend. I think the, the fans should be pretty happy with it. And the new rules were at this stage a bonus, but they were well refereed. I didn't think they were over, over-refereed at all. Talking of the footy, we had a pretty impressive performance there on Saturday afternoon at SCG. Your thoughts? Good start, Silky. Good start. We thought we... Um, when you start, there's only so many things you can get right, you know, to start a year. You're not gonna, you're not gonna look your, your best straight off the bat. So, um, what you want to set up for, and and what we set out, sent them out to do, we thought we achieved that. So that was a good start in that regard. But we need to definitely improve on a number of areas. But you just want to see a representation of what your preseason's been, and we've had a good one. We've had a hard one, uh, and we've worked on a lot of things that are, you know, they they're not. They're maybe not huge differences to the eye, but they're, they're big to the guys. And um, thankfully for us, we saw a really good representation of what our preseason's done 
then um, yeah, so we're happy with the start. We need to improve, that's for sure. So Fitzy, just to uh, I suppose put a lighter spin on on this chat, uh, you and I have perfected the reverse man bun. Some interesting looks every year. You know, you've got uh, you've seen down in Melbourne the Pappenhausen sort of hair, so the the super mullet. Yeah. Um, but we've got our own in Angus Crichton bringing out the um, you know the last emperor or uh, yeah. that man bun. What do you, what do you make of uh, some of the the great hairstyles that are out there amongst the playing group and some of the great beards and looks and goaties and everything else? Well, I think you underestimate us, Bush. We can still do ponytails and sideburns if we have to, but um, <laughs> no, nah, look, I. I'd take a handful of it home if I played against them, I guess, but um, can't say that nowadays with the new rules. I think Jake had a contrary conduct charge there for a little tug on Marty's plats. But um, oh, look, it's just an expression of the guys. Times have changed. Like everyone's different. We're in a different era and guys want to express themselves like that, then they're, they're more than welcome to, provided they front up. I think Gussie, as you, you saw on the weekend, he, he fronted up, that's for sure. Amazing. Mm. Fitchy, that segues into another, another question. I think it's a great one for our fans. The modern-day player... How much has he changed the modern day player to, when you played to the current player? The skill, the athleticism is obviously there. there there's some equality there. But just, uh, I suppose, the player himself, times have changed. Are they different human beings to, you know, the ones you played with? Is it a different culture? I mean, is it just time has changed so much? Oh, I think there's been a generational swing there for sure. It used to be a little bit, uh, you would say, a one-size-fits-all style of person playing rugby league. There's, there's there's a lot more variety in personality, I think, nowadays, and that's for the better. But I also think um, they're, just, they're just good young men. They just come in. They're just willing to learn, and they're, they're, they're downright frightening in, in an athletic sense, though. The, the speed, the power, um, the skill is frightening. So oh, We saw it on the weekend. It was yeah, amazing, wasn't it? It is. And you, I watch them train and marvel at them sometimes. You're running a session yourself and even I have to flinch thinking, I'm so glad I'm retired. Is, is there a player yeah. that you go when they run a ball or tackle at training, oh, you mate. say, oh, mate, there's I no way. I don't get in front of any of them, mate. I'm out of the road, that's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> Back to when you were playing Fitzy, who is the biggest character that you played with? Oh gosh, we had we had plenty of characters um, come through the roosters. There we had um, as teammates, obviously Rico, Minnie, and, and Finchy, great characters. Um, Fletch was in the early days. Fletch was me roomie for a couple of years there, so we we had fun there. But um, I, I mentioned him at the start. The, 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 obviously, the those guys are stayed um, remain great friends because we had such an, a great era together and. I uh, just thank them for making me a man more than anything when I came I was a boy and you know, Rico spoke kindly of me the other night at the, the GM but you know again I, I only rocked up with wide eyes thinking I didn't know what it took to be um, an NRL player or a long-term NRL player until I saw what those guys were doing and how they were preparing and they forced me to become a man and then I've got to say Freddie for you know whether Freddie's a character as we all know <laughs> but that guy, the intensity of his, um, the separation in his preparation on intensity, like he's a lovable larrikin, but don't get it twisted when it comes to footy and preparation. He's the greatest player I got to play with where we, we were we were soldier-like, I think, as a team. We knew, you know, we had Mini and Wingy, those guys could bust games open, no doubt, but um, we knew if we all did our jobs like soldiers that Freddie would get us home and, and more often than not, that's what he did. There's been some very kind words said to you by some of your former players, and one that I noticed was uh, recently retired Orbo, who, who called you. He's my mentor. To hear words like that from people you played with must be, you know, pretty special. You know, you played with some of the, the greats. You mentioned Rico and Freddie and the like, but for someone to say some words like that it must make you feel quite nice. That's the buzz. Like people, people say to you as a as a footy coach, 
who'd be the coach? And we're like, what are you talking about? It's a great job. Like, we, we love what we do. We turn up every day smiling. And if we can make a difference to a young man's life and for the better, then that's a huge reward. Um, there's some, obviously, some parts of stress that you've got to learn to deal with, but you've got to love blood if you want to coach and sign up for the chaos. So, look, it, it's a great job. But I just... To hear like someone like Orbo, who I actually I admire him too for a man like you know a great club man, but just a you know he's a man of honour and he's a man in every sense of the word. So if I've helped him in any small way, it's that's humbling and that's why you do the job if you can make a difference to people like that. And um, Jake's still here too. I actually played alongside Jake and Orbo, so I say to, I often say to him, "Don't tell him what I was really like, boys, please." <laughs> <laughs> Pretty special, isn't it? It's yeah, a nice little group. No, it is. Fitzy, moving forward to this week of the Tigers, we've uh, certainly had a, a beautiful interview with you, but uh, the footy's back, the fans are excited. What can we expect and what should we be looking for? Oh, We, we just want to grow on last week's performance. We just, uh, like I said, we, we've made a good start. We, we feel like we've got a number of areas to improve on and we, we, we just want to grow on that. We want to make sure there's, uh, like I said, the representation of our preseason and um, asking plenty of questions. They'll be smarting after the, the defeat there at Canberra, so we'll, um, we'll have to be good. Well, thank you, Fitzy, for your time. It's been an amazing honour to be able to speak to you today and just congratulations on thank your you. life membership and well done. We we just we honour you and congratulate you. So thanks very much. Thanks for your time thank on you. Roosters Radio. Welcome back to Roosters Radio fans and Silky and Bells. I've got to tell you, we've done plenty of interviews with so many of our great Roosters. Uh, he just never, never ceases to uh, excite the fans and He's so humble. What a great interview and what a great human being. Love his company, Bush. Uh, and look. Great man. We, we talked about loyalty there and he's shown that in space to this club. Every time there's a uh, potential coaching appointment, his name gets tossed into the ring. And, uh, you know, he, he's never, ever once said that he's uh, available. He's, he's happy here at the club. And, you know, I was quite shocked to know that he spent the best part of half his life here at the Roosters. Yeah. Can long, I add to Long that? may continue. Yeah. Can I add to that, Silky? The fans all expect uh, him to be, you know, poached by another club, and they all give him their blessing. So you know what a great respect he has amongst the the Roosters loyal members and fans, uh, you know, for his service, uh, because they'd be sort of happy to see him hit that first grade coach's role. But you know what? He's staying. He's staying solid and loyal. Well deserved life membership. Yeah, absolutely. Well deserved. Such a great club man. Done everything. Four grand finals played in. Coached three grand finals. Clive Churchill medalist. There's nothing he hasn't done. Good goal kick too. Yeah. Now, guys, before we go to our next break, I just want to give a quick shout-out to one of our loyal Roosters fans. Peter Hanley, if you haven't been able to view any of his posts on the, the various Roosters Facebook pages, Facebook groups that are, you know, that are circulating, check this guy out. He's doing an amazing job. It's a historical kind a trip of look down back. memory lane. Yeah, you know, he's Jeff Orford piqued my interest, Silky. Uh, you know, he's an old Pato Cold. He played here at the Roosters. And he's doing some really unique stuff, some players that probably didn't play as many games, but you remember them. Yeah. And Dennis yeah. Beecroft was one he did the other week. I was, yeah. well, I was a ball, ball boy, boy when uh, Dennis was playing at the Chooks. Uh, the, the one recently, uh, his name escapes me, but played from West in the 1972 grand final that we got beat by Manly. I mean, we never even talk about 1972. And he's got this great history. John Brass, who we want to get on the show this year. Uh, you know, we, we love our retro roosters as much as the fans. But I just wanted to give Pete a shout-out. He's doing a great job. And uh, if you hear this, Pete, we're going to try and get you on the show in the next couple Definitely. of weeks. So uh, get ready for that. Love to get him on the show, Silky. Yeah, can't wait. Well, you're on Roosters Radio. We'll be back right after this. 
Welcome back to Roosters Radio. And 4pm Sunday, the Roosters taking on West Tigers out of Campbelltown. Bit of a shock for one. Yes, I was shocked by that. I thought it might have been at Leichhardt. How good would that have been? <laughs> oh, wow. Eighth wonder of the world. <laughs> Alas, we do take on the Tigers. Now, they got touched up there last weekend by the Raiders. Uh, and look, it's no secret, we're going to have a couple of players missing. Uh, good to see JWH beat that uh, ridiculous charge on the weekend. So he'll be... Uh, ready to play there on Sunday. But, uh, you know, the teams aren't out yet. It'll be interesting to see what Coach Robinson has up his sleeve. What are your thoughts? Yeah, Bells and I spoke to Minnie at, uh, you know, pre-game against Manly. And we talked about JWH coming off the bench and, and what that meant to him. And, uh, you know, JWH is obviously, you know, an ageing player. But by no means is he still not our. He's a lot leader. fitter than I've seen him in a number of years. Bush, um, we saw him at the at the uh, season launch. He's I reckon he's lost between, you know, Five to, to 12 kilos. I think so too, and that's the way the game's gone with the six-again rule. But I think this, I actually think JWH coming off the bench is so much more impactful. I don't care whether he starts or comes off the bench. I just love him in the side. It's going to be interesting with the combinations. With Jake Friend out, is Freddie going to come back in? There's lots of questions there, and we probably won't know until right up until kickoff yeah, with course. Robbo. Yeah, well, that's <laughs> the beauty of Robbo. He'll be focusing on his birthday and uh, the French Revolution. So, <laughs> but he's got so the depth of our club. He has so many great options. So in Robbo, we trust. And of course, Tigers will be smarting after that loss. Uh, you know, under the tutelage of uh, Coach Michael Maguire, they'll be uh, they'll be you know ready to play there on Sunday afternoon at one of their spiritual homes, uh, home of the old West Magpies, Campbelltown. Yeah. And the the fans there, I can tell you from my experiences as a ball boy, they're uh, they're ruthless out there. I won't even go into what they used to say and throw at you from the sideline. <laughs> it wasn't some, pretty. You had some tough times there, didn't you, along that sideline? Yeah, it was. Uh, well, that was one of the worst places to go when they, when you had to play the Magpies. But uh, you can't the even fans, mention. The, I can't even say it. But the fans uh, are very vocal out there, and they'll be baying for Roosters' blood there on Sunday afternoon. I think for us. Um, you know, I think we have to continue to play in that same vein that we did, particularly the first 40 minutes. What I really liked looking back at that performance is I think we scored roughly 20 points in each half. So uh, we didn't take the foot off the pedal and uh, we need to continue to do that uh, this Sunday afternoon. I think defence is going to be super important. Uh, points are going to come. We have the ability to be able to do that and the, the speed of the game now points are going to definitely come but we defended so well on Saturday Absolutely. night and I think if we keep that defence going this weekend we'll be all over them. Yeah I think so too but I, I agree with what Suki said. I think the Tigers have got the ugly one out of the way. I think they've really prepared well from what you see in the off season. They've bought well. Um, they're a good side. I still don't think we will uh, be too pressured by them but I think it's going to be a lot closer than uh, last week. Well I'll put it to you both. What's your prediction guys? Roosters 18, Tigers 10. 10. Bells? I'm going to go at another big score, 38-16. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm going to go Roosters 40, Tigers 18. Now, Silky, before we wrap it up today, and Bells, good first show, good first hit out, a few cobwebs, but I tell you what, pretty impressive so far. The interview with Fitzy, outstanding. He yeah, was. loved it. I'm just yeah. glad to be back. Footy's back. Good to be back. <laughs> but I'll talk about what's back and what's, what's brand new again is there's a bar opening up at the Leafs Club. I know you're hosting Silky and asking a couple of questions at the official opening of Artie's up at East Leagues. Yeah, that's right, Bush. Cannot wait. Friday, the 26th of March, the official opening of Artie's Sports Bar up at East Leagues. I've had a, uh, I've had a little tour, and I can tell you it's looking fantastic. It's got some big screen TVs. It's got a tab for the punters. We've got craft beer, and it's opening for our match against the Bunnies. So get out there, people.
What a great place to watch the footy from. If you can't make it out to Homebush, get up to the club. Fantastic. I'm tipping that of a pretty good pie behind the bar that night too, isn't it? <laughs> Just in honour of the great man, I mean. Well, that's it for this episode of Roosters Radio. We want to thank our special guest, the one and only Craig Fitzgibbon, life member number 30. You've been listening to Roosters Radio. East to win. win.